right, everybody. Good morning, High Desert Word Center. How are we doing this morning? Amen. All right. Well, this section seems awake. I don't know what's going on over here. Let's try that one more time because we believe in second chances. Amen. How's everybody doing this morning? Yeah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, it's a great day to be in the house of the Lord. We are going to have a fantastic time today singing praises to Jesus and reading the word of God and encouraging each other. Let's go ahead and stand up together today. And we're going to open up, as we always do, by speaking some words of faith over the United States of America. Because we absolutely believe that America's coming to Jesus and we shall see revival. Can I get an amen? All right. Let's say this together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and in unity. We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord some praise this morning. You may be seated. All right. Praise God. Well, who knows what today is? Whoa, okay, well, we're going to... It's the Lord's day is what it is. Amen. We're in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Well, we got lots of stuff going on. I'm going to have Pastor Katie fill you in on the announcements here and everything. But I do know that, hey, what's tomorrow? It's Valentine's Day, all right? And that, you know, part of our goal here is to help you guys out because a lot of you men could have been in big trouble right there if I didn't just throw you the assist, okay? You better know that tomorrow's Valentine's Day and do something good for your lady, amen? Come on, that's a good thing to do. And, uh, or for your mom, do something for your mom, you know, just do something, don't be selfish. Uh, of course, today is Super Bowl Sunday also, so I appreciate all you football guys making it out to the house of the Lord this morning. And, you know, I was was kind of, I don't usually watch the news much on Sundays especially, but I saw that this year the game is in L.A., which makes it the second year that that the host city actually has a team in the game. And I'm like, that's super rare, right? So all you Rams people, you're like, you kind of have a, a home field advantage. And so, and so I saw the NFL was getting some complaints like, this can't keep happening where some team gets a home field advantage in the Super Bowl. So they thought the only way to handle this, to make sure that the home team never plays in the game again, is they're going to actually host every future Super Bowl in Dallas. And so there will never be, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Okay, praise God. All right. Okay. Security, security. Okay, wow. All right. Anyway, I just thought maybe some of you got that, but uh, praise God. I'll, I'll stick to preaching and the jokes are over for the day. Okay, praise God. Tell them some good news, honey. I'm sorry. Aren't you glad I have the mic? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> okay, so yeah, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Yes, and he's going to be nice tomorrow, gentlemen. So if you need some kind, Pastor Dave, just call in the morning. So, there's a couple of things going on. Ladies, did you have a good time Friday night? Woohoo! That was a wonderful time. So we've had men's and marrieds and women's and all kinds of good stuff going on. 
coming up next is young adults. So if you're between 18 and 30, you're, I don't know, am I allowed to say that publicly? You're coming to my house. Shh, my kids won't be there. Anyway, just so you know that. They'll probably be with Miss P. She'll be excited for them. So March 4th is young adults. If you'd like to sign up for young adults, there is a sign up at the info booth. We're not going to pass it because, you know, if we just passed all the sign-up sheets we have, you would never actually be able to raise your hands in worship because you'd just be passing it. Anyway, so we are going to pass you a few today, including baptism, which is like the best of the best around here. So baptisms are coming up on Sunday, February 27th. So if you would like to sign up for baptism, go ahead and do that. Also, that morning, well, earlier that week, we'll let you know what you need to bring for baptism. But that morning, we're going to do a baptism class. So you will need to be here early that Sunday so that you can be prepared for baptism. But also so that we can talk to you about the spiritual value of baptism. Because it's a cool thing, but it's super cool spiritually. So we will make sure you know all about that. Also coming this Friday is the Seventh Day Slumber Concert. If you have not gotten Saturday, sorry, I'll be there. Saturday, um, and if you have not gotten tickets for that yet, go ahead and do that. They are free, and the website is on the screen. And I'm doing none of these in order. I'm sorry, media. I love you. Okay. Um, Modas. Where are my Modas at? Modas. Both of them are here. Hey, guys, we're going to do a parenting class for you. Aren't you glad that someone's going to help you with them kids? Modas. The Modas are going to help us with kids. Oh, Mata, Mata. You can say it however you want, so. <laughs> so, coming March 6th, someone's calling me, sorry. <laughs> coming up on Sunday, March 6th, um, we are going to be starting our intentional parenting class. Am I talking loud enough? Yes. Woo! Yes. Because we all need a little help with the, in the parenting, you know, department. So, and believe me, you're not going to be the only ones learning along that with that class. We're going to be learning too. So, <laughs> um, but so Sunday, March sixth uh, at four o'clock. Um, please come a little bit early because we are providing childcare, um, and that is just to verify again. That is newborn all the way up to fifth, right? Newborn all the way up to fifth grade. After that, we're pretty sure your kids can take care of your themselves or you can bring them in the class and have them sit down with you. But, um, so come a little bit early so you can register your children over here. Um, depending on the class size, we're going to decide whether or not we're going to do it in victory or if we're going to do it over here, but we'll let y'all know. Um, yeah, cause we're not sure we need you guys to sign up so we can get an idea. We need you guys to sign up too, so we can get, know how many, um, helpers we need in our, in the, for the child care too. So, Please sign up. If you can't get your book right away, that's okay. At least sign up so we know and just so if we need to order some more books. But again, it'll be at 4 o'clock. And there is, um, it'll be a five-week class that so will go all the way until the first Sunday in um, April. And um, the other thing I was going to tell you was is that Pastor Dave will actually be giving out free hugs as you come in, one, one per household. So you got to pick... You got to pick, <laughs> but no, <laughs> he always teases me when he's up here. So I had to put in a, he, he will give away some free hugs. So, um, I want to also say though, that, you know, I've already gone through a majority of the book. I'm still getting through it. Busy household anyways. Um, 
this is not going to be a boring class. These are not videos from the 60s or, you know, <laughs> you're not going to be, there's a couple of, there is videos, but, um, and there's going to be some fun activities that we're going to be able to go, go through, but the videos are funny. So if you want to just come and have a laugh at some of those videos, I mean, they're very comical. So um, come on in and, you know, it, it's, uh, no, it's very comical. That is a word too. So other than that, did you have anything? Um, well, all I wanted to say is that, if you're that type of person, it's like, you know what? My kids are okay. You know, I, I got it under control or whatever. I'm telling you, as a father of four, we have three teenagers and a five-year-old. Let me tell you, there's a lot of stuff that I'm still learning. I thought I knew it all. And then you just learn it all over again when you, when you have a small kid, teenagers. You know, if they're in your house, maybe you should take this class. It's going to do you some good, you know. I always thought knowledge is power, right? So we all deserve to be a little bit better parents. So our grandparents, you know, why not? Or if you're, if you're a parent-to-be or if you want to be a parent one day, take this class. So if you have anything to do with parents, if you have parents, take this class. But I'm just saying, in all seriousness, it is, it's a really good program. And just don't think that, like, oh, okay, well, I know it all as a parent. You know, my kid's great, but you know what? You don't know what your kid's doing behind the scenes. You know, this kind of gives you a little insight on how to do things purposely, intentionally. So not just lying by the seat of your pants, you know. Oh, and the book is $25. It'll be in the bookstore. You can pay in the bookstore. So well, they're not here yet, but they are, they're on their way. I heard. Wait, they're on their way? They're on their way right now as we speak. But it's $25, okay? And, that, and it's not a small price to pay to have some productive children of society. Godly children of society. So, you know what? If, if you're having second thoughts or whatever, just sign up, okay? It's going to be fun. It's an hour for five weeks. There you go. Oh, there you go. Amen. All right. I, well, again, I do, I do encourage everybody on that. Uh, we've really picked this book and this class specifically because we're using the word intentional a lot around here lately because it is a powerful word and we're no longer just, you know, as he said, flying by the seat of our pants. We are living our lives on purpose with a goal, with a game plan, and we're going to start seeing some awesome results around here. Can I get an amen today? So there's a few people we want to welcome. So if you're here with us for the first time or the first time in a long time, raise your hand. I think we don't have anyone first time, first time in a long time. Um, but uh, Valdez family, if you could just raise your hand and wave at everyone. Okay, Robert is here in regular clothes. I just, I just got to tell you, that's a big deal around here. And he's not sitting in the back. So we're just really happy, Robert, that you could join us just in service today. We're so happy for that. We love you. Okay. And Kopis, I know you've been here for like three weeks in a row, but I'm so glad you're here and healthy. I love you. So glad that you're here. And Sandy, I love you. I've been missing you. Not to call everyone out, but I, I love you guys. So praise the Lord. And now it's happy time. All right. Who knows what time it is? Alexis knows, don't you? She said somebody asked her at work yesterday, hey, Alexis, what time is it? And she goes, it's happy time. I'm like, That's how you know you've been going to HDWC for a while. Amen. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. 
I, I highly recommend these classes. As, as they were talking, I was thinking these, we, we taught classes, and I brought out these same ones back in a uh, while. Probably been 25 years ago we started teaching parenting classes back in Indiana. I just think about two things that stuck out with me for those classes that I didn't know. We had eight kids, so we knew a little bit, but uh, we learned a whole lot more by going to these classes. And what I like about parenting classes, they teach you the why that you can teach to the children, help the children do what you tell them to do. And you know, a lot of parents just holler, don't do it, don't do it, stop, 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 quick, quick, quit. I mean, that's basically what a lot of parents, that's all they know. But I remember two examples that these classes taught us to teach our children. Number one, how many know it's not good for little kids to run through the church? And if all you ever say is stop, 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 I mean, they're just used to that because that's all you probably do your whole life with them. Stop, stop, don't, don't, quit, quit. Well, anyway, on this video they had, they were having some kind of a church dinner like we do here, and they had this older woman walking with a cup of coffee to get back to her seat, and a little kid comes crashing around the corner. Whoop! Hit grandma. Grandma's on the floor. So they taught, so you teach your children why you don't run in the church. You, you know, you show them the grandmas or whatever you want to do or some, 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 some little kid running someplace and some other kid running around the corner and hitting them. So when you start teaching them the why we don't want you to run in the church, then all of a sudden they get it. And then another one, uh, they, they, they showed a parking lot at the store and asked the little child, don't leave that car, they're going to put that up for me. And then they showed the why a cart went rolling down the hill and hit this brand new car. And then they let them know those people worked hard to pay for that car. And now because you didn't do what you could have done, you didn't just hurt a car, you hurt the people that own the car. And then, you know, just things like that when you begin to stop and take the time, and they call that teachable moments. And there's, there's a spiritual law, the law of teachable moments. When you're going through life and after, after, after going through those classes, all through life, and I still do today with my grandkids, when things are going on, you see something, then you stop to take time with them, spend a couple minutes, say, what did you, you see happen there? What's the result of that? And what can we do so we never do that? And things like that. So you, you, in other words, parenting is not just a bunch of don't-don'ts. It's teach them. When you teach, when you teach the children the whys and the whats and the hows, then the children grow up to be much better children and then you're not embarrassed when you go to the store where they're laying down there kicking around and throwing a fit and say, well, okay, and go ahead and spend God's tithe to take care of the fit. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, I highly recommend it. Now, what time is it again? Happy, happy, happy time. Hold up your hand and an envelope for your tithes or your offerings and open up to 1 Timothy chapter 4. Go look at verse 7 and verse 8. How many want to just not have enough money to make it through 2022? Man, you just, man, hope you can stay broke and not do good and just want to be like the rest of them, man, at the back of the line, just try to get a handout somewhere. Or how many want to thrive, financially thrive? Well, I, I taught Wednesday night how to financially thrive in 2022. And, you know, the Word of God, the Word of God will take you through financially hard times. The Word of God will take you through times when the gas is high. And I taught that Wednesday night, and I just, it was a fresh lesson for me. Went to the store with Mrs. Pastor one day this week, and I don't normally go. Did some grocery shopping, came out, had a few little bags of groceries to put in the trunk. Didn't take up much room at all. And I looked at the ticket, $257. I thought, wow, $257, that's all we got? But the Word of God 
will work in any circumstance. And I always say this, faith doesn't deny things, faith changes things. How many know there's a verse in the Bible called Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all of your need according to his rich glory by Christ Jesus unless you hit inflation. The word of God overcomes inflation. At Luke 6, 38, give it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed out, etc., etc. Well, how many know that give it back to you, good measure, pressed out, shaken together, running over, even works during inflation? Why is that? Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, there's, there's the God part, and there's the man part. And, of course, we receive tithes and offerings for Jesus here. We talk about it all the time. But I want you to see this here in 1 Timothy 4, verse 7 and 8. Refuse profane and old wise fables. It says, exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profits little. How, how many do some working out the gyms, running, jogging, hiking, something like that? How many like to work on your physical body? Amen. Well, see, it doesn't say that doesn't profit. It says it profits little. Or another translation says it profits for a little while. And so while you're on the earth, if you take care of your body and do things to take care of it, well, that's, that's profit for, you know, however long you're going to live. You're going to live 70, 80, 90 years. Take care of your body, and it'll profit you. I found out in life it's a whole lot easier to, as you get older to get up and get down out of a chair and tie your shoes if you're not out of shape. Amen. Different things you do, it is nice to stay in shape. But it says right here, it says it profits little, but godliness Godliness is profitable to all things. Now look at this, having promise of the life that now is. That's your earth life, and then also that which is to come. Godliness. It says exercise yourself to godliness. Well, godliness means godlikeness. And so if you're going to exercise yourself to godliness, that's going to, that means you're going to act like God would like, act if he were down here. And guess what? He was. Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He said, I do what the Father tells me to do. I say what the Father tells me to say. And so if you're exercising yourself to godliness, then you're going to find out from the Word of God how God wants you to act and how God wants you to behave, how God wants you to talk. And every time every time you begin practicing those things, you know, exercise is working out, right? Well, I call it working out with the Word. And so when I got born again, I learned how to work out with the Word, and so pretty much every day of my life for the last 42 years, I've worked out every day with the Word of God. I've learned scriptures, and then at the same time, if you're just learning but not doing, you're not really working out, then you got to practice it. So I've learned how to talk right. I've learned how to treat people right. I've learned about tithing. That's not just something I talk about. I do it. I've learned about giving. I don't just talk about it. I do it. He says it's profitable, it's profitable unto the life that now is. Praise God for heaven, mansions, streets of gold, no problems in heaven. But he said this is profitable to the life that now is. And so, you know, I just, I just challenge you. Live every day like you're a Christian, whether you're in church or not. If you see yourself backsliding, now listen to this. This is where I've seen so many Christians lose out. In all my years of ministry is this. Just because you have a bad week, maybe a bad month, you start to fall off the wagon, whatever that is, whether it's getting back into 
drugs, alcohol, sexual sin, or just being stupid, walking away from God. It's a man as soon as you realize, oh, whoa, stop. Repent, get back in. Amen. That's practice doing what's right. God knows we live on earth. We live in an earth suit. There's a demon. There's demons that follow after you. And so if they, if they start to get you, as soon as you recognize it, stop. And what are you doing? You're exercising yourself to godliness. You're getting back in where you belong to do what God wants you to do. And, and, and just so many other things in life. When you see things happening, correct yourself real quick. But the best way to make sure you catch yourself is work out every day. Work out every day. And if a Christian can be physically motivated enough to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go to a blessed gym and work out for an hour before they go to work, then they can get up and get the Word of God work out too. Amen? It's just all what your priorities are. So when you exercise yourself to godliness, the Word of God says it will profit you. And profit means you're going to have more now than what you had when you started. And that's where I want to be. I'm going to profit in every way I can in 2022. But one thing's for sure, I'm not going to lose out on life because I don't have enough money for gas. Or I can't afford groceries, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm going to profit. And so just keep that in mind. Work out, work out, work out. And every time you think about working out at the gym, think, well, wait a minute. This profits a little. But if I work out the word first, it'll profit to everything. Amen. Mrs. Pastor. Y'all stand up, please. Hi, Brittany. Before we bring our tithes and offerings up this morning, um, I want to share this with you. This is a completely different, but the Holy Ghost wants me to share this with you. This morning, I was having time with the Lord. And he gave me a word. Part of it's me talking to him and the rest of it's him talking to me. And then he told me, you tell the congregation this as well. So I want you to receive this from the Holy Ghost, okay? You ready? All right. Just pay to say, say, Father, I'm going to receive this. Thank you, Lord. Our eyes look to you, O Lord, for great are your ways and your righteousness. Your ways confound the natural and the spiritual man. You laugh because mere man tries to do things smart, wise, and crafty. But your ways, O Lord, bring shame to the stupidity of our natural minds and of our own plans. Brilliant is not a big enough word to describe your ways, O Lord. Your ways are far greater than brilliant. Thank you, Father God. And then he says, there is no need to fear. No need to fear. Though war and hell may rage around you, there is no need to fear. For haven't I told you I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will always pluck you out of the enemy's hand. And then he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And he said, focus, focus, focus. You are focusing your eyes horizontally. Stop it. Focus your eyes vertically. Look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. Look up. Stop your petty, quarreling ways and look up. For I am far greater than the pettiness of your ways. Walk in my greater ways. Walk in my greater ways and you'll see greater things, far greater than the small things that you can imagine. Come up higher. Walk up higher. Focus on me and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And so this morning, not only I, but the Holy Ghost wants to invite you to come up to this altar area. You know, I got to thinking about if the rapture comes, are you going to stand there and look at him and stare at him? Are you going to run to meet him? You know, Jesus is here. Amen. His presence is always stronger in the altar area. And I want to invite you, when you come and bring up your tithes and offerings, or even if you're not giving tithes and offerings today, to come up and worship the Lord in this holy place up here. You know, God wants you. He wants me. He wants us to change. He wants us to stop living our lives as if it's life as usual because it is not life as usual. These are the last days, and we've got to smarten up because we need to follow him so closely. We've never been this way before. We've never lived this day before, right? But we need to follow him closely. We need to keep our eyes on him vertically so we know what steps to take, what steps not to take, what voice to listen to, what voice not to listen to. And it helps if you come up and you're in his presence. Amen. Go ahead, Josh. Come, come up to the altar and let's worship together. Give me that Jesus worship. Let's just sing this together. To God be the glory now and forever sings my soul. Let's sing that together. To God be the glory now and forever sings my To God be the glory now and forever sings my soul. To God be the glory now and forever sings my soul. More time, let's sing that. To God be Let's get ready to sing that together. This is the day the Lord has. 
that doesn't happen very often to me, but I woke up in the middle of the night with a song on my heart, and if you don't mind, I want us to sing it together. It's You may not all know it, but it's very, very simple, so uh, just sing these words with me. It just goes like this. It goes,
keep our hands raised for a minute here this morning or at least stay in this attitude of worship. Amen. Man, who knows that our God reigns. Our God reigns. Amen. (laughs) There's a lot of gods in this world. There's a lot of people worshiping a lot of things. But the truth of the matter is our God reigns. Amen. Hallelujah. I was reading Revelation 21 here and uh and verse six it says and he also said it is finished i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end amen alpha means the first omega means the last amen and so that means god gets the first word and god gets the last word in your life amen and whatever's going on no matter what it is we face no matter what it is the enemy is trying to come at you with you have to get this revelation in your heart that Jesus is the beginning, which is great, but thank God he's also the ending. Jesus gets the last word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's raise our hands today. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you. And we declare this morning with boldness, we declare this morning that we are victorious by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And we don't love our lives so much that we're afraid to die for him. Amen. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. And we lift your name high today. And we thank you that you're having your way in our lives right now. And you get the final word in the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord. Can we raise our hands and make a shout of praise this morning? Hallelujah. Our God reigns. Amen, amen, amen. Josh, you want to just sing that little chorus just one final time here? Amen. One more time. Hallelujah. this morning, isn't it? The Lord reminded me of something told me years and years ago uh, in a service a lot like this. Had people up here worshiping and things and he said, I know where there's a whole multitude of people who'd love to be here this morning. And I said, where? He said, in hell. But they can't get out. They give anything to come and worship now. And so just keep that in mind. You know, the next time you're hesitant about worshiping God, think about all those people that were God deniers. And when I first got saved, I heard a pastor make this statement. There's not one atheist in hell. As soon as they take the last breath, they're automatically a believer. Then they say, wow, it is real. I wish I'd done something different. And so for us as Christians, this is wonderful this morning, worshiping together, about everybody's up here worshiping. And next time you're hesitant to worship, just think about that. There's a lot of people that give anything to do what you're doing right now. And let's just let's just 
for the rest of our lives. Let's purpose. We're worshipers. Man, we sang in the shower. We sang driving down the road. We sang in the store. We sang in church. But that's just our lifestyle. They that worship him, Jesus said, must worship him in spirit and in truth. It's our life. And so let's just think about that. Lots of people, lots of people that can never get to do this because they made bad choices. But glory to God, I'm going to be a worshiper all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Let's give him one more shout of praise as we make our way back to our seats. Amen. Amen. And you know, someone would be like, hey, that's weird. Why would you go up there and do that? You know what's weird is that there's people tonight paying like $5,000 to paint their chest and go out there and scream. Amen. I'm like, they're the weird ones. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, you can make your way to your seats. Praise God. Amen. We've just already had a great time this morning and we haven't even gotten to the word just yet. So that's getting ready to get real good. Praise the Lord. Well, I am just, I'm, I'm, I've been looking forward to today all week long. Um, not because it's a, you know, any, uh, in particular Sunday, but I just love being in the house of God. I love being around the people of God. Well, you know, you build me up. You make me feel better. I, and, and, and I get the joy of the Lord when I'm in God's house. And I absolutely love being around my church family and the people of God. You are just the best people I've ever known in my life. You guys 100% rock. Amen. So um, this morning we're going to be on, believe it or not, part seven. I know it doesn't seem like it of our series called As for Me and My House. Now, if you didn't get a sermon outline when you came in the door, uh, the ushers would be glad to give you one. You just raise your hand and they'll hand one off to you. Kind of follow along with us that way. But uh, just a quick rewind, just to catch you up, give you a little bit of a recap over the last, uh, uh, well, few weeks, I guess, seven weeks at this point. Um, we're really focusing not only this year, but every future year on families. And uh, we, we love anybody and everybody. We want everybody, you know, to come be a part of our church family. We just know that uh, we are very intentional and specific about ministering to families, ministering to moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and, 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 and marriages and, and children. We love kids at High Desert Word Center. And, and so we know that when you really focus on what your target is, you're, you're much more successful than if you're just scattershotted and, 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 you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, nothing in particular, maybe a little bit of this. And I'm like, Hey, I'd rather be awesome at one thing than mediocre at a hundred different things. And so, uh, if you don't have a family, uh, you know, around you, we want to become your family. We want to celebrate the holidays with you. We want to, uh, you know, just be there for you every step of the way. That's what we're all about. And so uh, it's a big focus for us, uh, families, and, and that's, that is our heart. And we believe that, you know, if, if we could change the families of Barstow, we could change Barstow. If we could get a new generation that wasn't raised with, you know, mom and dad that hated each other or, or mom and dad would sell their kids up the creek for some drugs, then I'm saying, hey, we could change Barstow if we could change the families. Can I get an amen today? And so that's what we're focused on, and we support, you know, every ministry that's doing great things for Jesus. You know, we financially support other churches in town because they're doing some insanely incredible things that I love so much. And so we are 100% for every Bible-believing church in the state of California and uh, and all for that. We just know that we got to focus on what our 
calling is. And I'm so excited to see all that God's done the last two years at this church. You know, it was just a year ago at this time that our our, our HVAC units, uh, they were 25 years old and they were on their final legs. You know, this building takes uh, six units in the area you're sitting in just to heat it. You know, this, uh, this building is a pretty good sized place. And we were down to what, two or three out of the six working. And so we're like, it's time to do something. And so what it was is each unit uh, cost $10,000. And we're like, well, it would be just incredible if we could, by the end of 2021, uh, you know, within 12 months, if we could if we could replace three units, we would really feel like winners. And so we're like, 12 months to get $30,000 because we don't finance. We pay straight cash, homie. Who knows what I'm saying? Come on, somebody. And so, uh, and so we're like, 12 months to get $30,000, we could really be some real winners here. But guess what? By the end of January, within 30 days, we had $60,000 in cash to buy new units. Uh, and that's not that's not because we're cool. It's because Jesus is so cool. And I've seen thing after thing over the last couple of years where God has just had his hand on this church. And it makes me so excited just to get to be a part of it because I know all of it is doing is, hey, this is enabling us to minister to families and to and to bring mom and dad together and grandma and grandpa and the kids. And, and you know, I, I told you this the first or second week of January, but our belief is that by the end of 2022, we're going to have our mortgage paid off. Amen? And you're like, hey. And I'm just, it is coming. It's coming close, people. We've got a game plan uh, on the way, and uh, there's some great things happening even this week. And, in fact, it's funny because uh, two years ago, we were looking at refinancing our mortgage. I'm just shooting off the cuff. Now, I'll get to the sermon, but this is just, you know, this is free time, right? And so uh, and so we went to this Christian uh, bank. And we're like, hey, we want to refinance our mortgage so we can hopefully within the next several years, five, ten years, get it paid off. And so they're like, okay, they want to, you know, they started talking to us. Then they found out, hey, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. We went to your website and looked at your at your beliefs. They said, hey, your website says that God, it is God's will for Christians to be healed every time. And we're like, yeah, I stand by that statement. Your website says that it's God's will for Christians to prosper and to be financially blessed. Why would you say that? I said it because I believe it. Amen. And so they're like, you know what? That's a deal breaker for us. No deal. We're not going to do business with you. And I'm like, ha, guess what? We didn't need you anyway, because by the end of this year, we're going to have this thing paid off. Amen. (laughs) Whoa, 13 acres. Amen. 13 acres. Sorry about that. And uh, and God's just doing a miraculous thing, and he gets the glory for it. And why is that? Because when you get really specific, when you really focus on your target, all the other pieces start falling into place. You need to know that for your life, too. Some of you are just focused, well, maybe if I just got better at this, and if I got better over here, and if I could focus on this, and what if I did this, what if I did that, blah, blah, blah. and you're, you're all over the place. Calm down, man. Find the most important thing and focus on that and get real intentional about it. 
and the other things, boom, they'll just start falling into place one after the other. But some of you are trying to be too good at too many things. You need to focus on the great thing. And in fact, there's a story in the Bible where, uh, where Mary and Martha, they were having Jesus to come into their home. And Martha was all like, man, I got to cook the meal. I got to make sure that, you know, that the, the rooms are clean. I got to do this. I got to do that. And she was everywhere. And her sister, Mary, she didn't do any of that. She just sat down at Jesus' feet and listened to him preach. And the sister says, hey, this isn't fair. I did 10 different things. She only did one thing. All she did was sit there and listen to Jesus. And Jesus said, that's exactly right. And, 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 and Mary focused on the one thing that's important, and I ain't going to take it away from her. Amen? And so Jesus didn't scold her for really focusing on this one thing. He scolded the sister. They did all these crazy other things. Those were all good and fine things. And you've got a lot of good and fine things in your life, but one thing is essential. And that is listening to the teachings of Jesus, sitting at his feet, worshiping him. And when you get that in order, all this other stuff starts falling into place. Amen. But that's a word for somebody this morning. You need to focus, sister. You need to focus, brother. Quit doing, I mean, come on. Get good at this one thing. Amen. All right. Well, let's look at our theme verse for 2000 and whatever year this is, 22. Joshua 24, 15. Joshua 24 and verse 15. And I hope you're not getting tired of it because we're looking at it every single week. Joshua 24 and verse 15. And uh, it's in the New King James here. This is the church theme verse for 2022. And I hope that some of you are getting this down. Uh, there's a couple lines in it that are extremely, uh, I guess, well-known, even before you heard it here at church. But uh, Joshua 24 and verse 15, it says, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell now. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. And so there's a lot of people serving a lot of different gods. And Joshua's saying, hey, you know, you have the right to choose whatever you want to do. Uh, no one's going to force you, but let it be known right now. I say it loud. I say it proud. And I don't back down from it. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord no matter what anybody else does. And you better have that same tenacity in 2022 because the devil is out there. He's trying to rip families apart. He's trying to absolutely slide the foundation out from underneath you. But you need to get it in your heart right now. We will serve the Lord no matter what. And guess what? He's the unshakable foundation. It can't be taken from you at that point if he's your foundation. And so today, what we're going to focus on is this. Uh, it's going to be some keys to a healthy life and home. And uh, and I, uh, everything that I'm saying today, it not only applies to your family life, but to your life in general. Now, I'm just going to throw this out there before I even start. This is not the deepest sermon that I've ever preached, okay? <laughs> this is so basic, but I mean, I wish we could get it though, okay? And so that's why I'm going here. Uh, so I repeat, you're like, man, that guy, he, he, uh, he's pretty shallow. No, listen, these are some elementary things that some people need to get right now so they can save their family and save their job and save their life. 
you need to get this in your heart this morning. And so uh, I'm going to go here, but let's go ahead and pray, and we're going to get into this. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord that we are a family, that we are a family church, and that we get to be together this morning, Lord. Uh, We know there's a lot of people that would love to be in this spot right now, uh, freely hearing the word of God, freely singing the praises of God. And so, Lord, help us to never take that for granted. Lord, I pray that as we open our Bibles today, that you will speak to us, and your word shall not return unto you void but it shall accomplish everything you send it forth to do. Lord, have your way today. Make us better for your glory. In the name of Jesus, can somebody say amen? All right. You guys ready for this first one? Heavy revy number one. Here it goes. Hey, these are some keys to a healthy life and home. Number one, hey, don't be mean. Yeah, I'm, I mean, that is just, so. I, and for some of you, I know this is like, what? Don't be, well, well then well, how am I supposed to act? Well, listen, I'm just saying, don't be mean, because some of y'all are mean to your families. I know it's going to get real quiet today, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, quit being mean. Don't treat your husband uh, like a dog. Don't treat your wife like she's your servant. Don't treat your kids like they're just little annoyances. Quit being so stinking mean. Now, again, I know this doesn't sound super spiritually deep, but some people are really mean to their family and then wonder why their kids don't want to be around them or why their spouse gets out of the house every chance they can get. Honey, I think we're low on bread. I'll get it by. I mean, they're at Stater Brothers before you finish the sentence. Why is that? Because they need a minute away from you. Stop. Quit being mean. And so what I'm going to do is, this wasn't even, hey, this was a last-minute addition to the sermon. I had a totally different point, but I'm like, somebody in that church needs to hear this the day before Valentine's Day because they're going to wreck it. <laughs> and so um, so I, I've got three quick verses. I mean, this th- literally, this is the quickest point of us. This took me 30 seconds to write this part of the sermon. It was like it's instant. But I'm going to give you three quick verses that you need to know. And they, again, I mean, maybe you've heard these, but you need to get this revelation in your heart and quit being so mean. And this is Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. So let's go there, Matthew 7, verse 12. Now, on uh, Wednesday night, I worked in Jam Junior with the preschoolers, amen, and the kindergartners. That's our preschool and kindergarten class. And, hey, I loved it, man. That was awesome. Me and Heather, we were in there, and uh, we were teaching these kids. And uh, and so I'm, all I'm trying to say is I'm really fresh on my pre-K teaching uh, tactics right now. So, you know, if you're not super deep, this is for you right here. You can at least get this. Matthew 7 and verse 12, Jesus said, Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. Seriously. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. Do to others as you want them to do to you. Now, that's, I mean, that's, that's not that complicated. If you don't want somebody doing this to you, don't do it to them. If you don't like it when somebody gives you dirty looks, don't give it to them. If you don't like it when somebody, you know, has to be a know-it-all and, 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 and explain everything. If you don't like it when somebody has to raise their voice, don't. Do it to them. This is not that complicated, but it's something that Jesus said. And this is something that could change your household. What if everybody in your house started treating others how they want to be treated? 
I mean, if you could just focus on this one thing for the rest of your life, even in your family, then it would change your family. Do to others what you want them to do to you. You know, if you don't like it when somebody leaves two pieces of cereal in the box, don't do it to them. You don't like it when somebody only leaves the heel pieces of the bread. No one wants that. Why would you do that? Hey, don't do it to them. Treat others how you want to be treated. And that's that's talking about anybody and everybody, and that does not exclude the people that live with you. Amen? I was thinking about, uh, you know, a great example of this is my sister. Hey, she's not here to defend herself. But I remember back, um, and I've told this story, but it's just the truth, man. Uh, so we had this thing in the 90s called dial-up internet, okay? Dial-up internet. And so the... But the peculiar thing about it is you couldn't talk on your landline telephone while you're on the internet at the same time. And I know for some of you, know, uh, some of you that's just mind-blowing. Like, well, wh- why was it? Well, it used your phone line to connect to the server somewhere. And so anyway, it's incredible. It was, it was great. And the internet was so slow, though, that, I mean, I finally, I figured out I would be better off to just drive to the library and do research by looking up books than actually search for it on the internet. It was so slow. But here's the thing is, uh, we were blessed. We had two landlines. And so you could talk on one and use the internet on the other. But my little sister, okay, it wasn't just good enough for her to chat on AOL with her buddies. She had to talk on the phone to the same person she was chatting with on the internet. I, I To this day, I'm kind of getting mad right now, to be honest. So, so, uh, so here's the thing. Uh, she, she would come home from school, and, and, and so she'd get on there and, and start chatting away and talk to the same person at the same time. And, and all I wanted was to get home and get one of the, the phone lines to be able to call the love of my life, Katie. All right, come on. There she is right there. It's to this day. And so we were dating in high school. And so I would get home, and, and, I, and, and her dad was very – he didn't. there was no bones about it. You had to be off the phone by 10, and there was no grace. There was no mercy for this. You were off by 10, and if we were on there, I could always hear him pick up the phone. Katie, it's time to get off. Good night, David. Oh, he got me. So anyway, but what would happen is I would get home and like, and – let me talk to Katie for five minutes, then you can go back to being selfish and tying up all the phone lines. And for some reason, it just never, ever happened. And so we would get into it and go back and forth and and just going at each other. But I'm like, come on, if you could just let me have one of the lines. And so I would remind her of this verse. Okay, hey. Do to others what you would like them to do to you. You want me tying up all your phone lines? And, and so it was, a, it was an epic battle uh, for the ages. And I, you know what? To be honest, I never won that battle. And so uh, it's okay, though. Praise God. I forgive her. I am not bitter. I don't need counseling. I'm good. I'm good. I've let it go. Look at <laughs> – I'm getting heckled by my own mom on the front row. This doesn't happen to my other friends, all right. First uh, Corinthians 13, let's go here, all right? Now, again, I, but what I, you know, what we're talking about here, this is, again, we got to get to the basics here. You're wondering why you're, every, you know, I go to work and, like, everyone's, it's always, it's bad there. I, I, I go home and it's bad there. I go to church and I don't get along with anyone. I go over here. Do you ever really think about it? Maybe, you know, hey, if meanness follows you everywhere, maybe you're mean. 
1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 5. This is known as the love chapter. The love chapter of the Bible. I'm only reading two of the verses. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 5. This is God's definition of love, not your definition, not some man's definition. This is literally the definition of how God would describe love. Here it goes. Love is patient and kind. Are you patient and kind? Love is not jealous or boastful or proud, verse 5, or rude. Think about that. Love, God's love is not rude. Are you rude to your family? Are you rude when you go to the store? Are you rude when somebody, you know, you don't even hold the door for people? Are you, are you rude? If you are, then you're not very godly. And look at this. It does not demand its own way. If you always have to have your own way, no matter what, that's not godly. And no wonder there's no peace in your home. No wonder there's always turmoil everywhere you go. You've got to get over this. And look at this. Here it goes. Here's my favorite part of the verse. God's love, it is not irritable. Shout out to the irritable people. Raise your hand if that's you. No, 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 no. Okay, okay all right. Hey. <laughs> okay. Well, we've identified you now. So, <laughs> It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. Man, think about that. Wow. Do you keep a record of being wrong? Can you remember? Hey, I remember Christmas of 99 when you said this, and I will never forget it. How ungodly is that? That's messed up. No wonder you don't have peace in the home. Love is not rude. Love is not irritable. Love does not demand its own way. What is it? It is patient. It is kind. And what a shame for people that can go out and just you know, they can be nice to the rest of the world. They can come to church and God bless you. Good to see you this morning. I love you, brother, man. Looking good. You get a haircut? That, that's fresh. I like that. And then, and then you go home and all right, kids, everybody, and, and just lay into the family. Come on. It's got to start at home. You ought to treat the people at home better than you treat anybody. Well, man, I never heard that. that uh, hey, try it out just for, just for a month. Try being nice to your family for a month and see what happens. Try not being mean and grouchy and irritable at the house for a month, for a week, and watch what happens. James 1, 19. Here's, here's, here's my third verse for this point. I, you know, I told you, hey, I, we, put, we put three right in there. James 1, 19. Now, this is the clincher. If, if you thought that we didn't make a good point yet, this is the clincher uh, for, man, how, how if you could just get this one down, this would be a revolution in your home. James 1. So while we're, you know, identifying who we've got here, we already know who's irritable. Who in here, you just, you like to talk a lot and kind of run your mouth. Okay, there we go. Come on. All right, there we go. All right, ushers, write that down. James 1. (laughs) James 1. And we're going to look here at verse 19. And I love the book of James. I really do, honestly. Uh, we know that James is Jesus' half-brother. So he was raised in the same home, you know, with Mary, their mom, and, and all the other siblings. And, of course, Joseph uh, being the dad in the house. And so, I don't know. I just I like to think that James just, he puts an interesting perspective on a lot of these uh, topics that I believe that, hey, he could have even gotten some of this from his mom or, of course, living in the house with Jesus himself. But James 1.19 
It says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Wow. How many people have that backwards? They're quick to get angry, quick to speak, and slow to listen. But I am just telling you right now that if you would practice this verse, if you would get really focused on this verse, you know what? I'm going to make sure that I listen to people this week at work, at school, at home. Before I just, you know, and so many times when we're maybe in a, in a moment of contention or uh, I don't want to use the arg- word argument, but maybe you're in an argument. And so you're in, you're, you're in a heated moment. You're not listening to what she has to say because you're already thinking of your rebuttal. You're already thinking of your comeback, and you didn't hear a word that the other person has to say. But honestly, how would it change your life if you were quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry? This would change your family dynamic. This would change your life at work. This would change everything around you. But something that I firmly believe is this, is that the more you keep your mouth shut, the less trouble you get yourself into. In fact, the book of Proverbs says that. It says, hey, if you're a fool, if you keep your mouth shut, nobody even knows it. (laughs) You know, you start talking, you remove all doubt. Oh, yeah, okay, he's a fool. We get it. But check it out. Listen, the, the more that you keep your mouth shut, the less trouble you will get yourself into in life. You don't always have to have the last word. You don't always have to have a better, you know, one up what he said. You don't always have to, you know, I'm just telling you right now, this would change everything. And I'm trying to get this into my children. And I'm not even trying to be funny right now. I'm being very serious. Kids, the less you talk, I'm not saying that, you know, it's never right to talk, but that you don't always have to chime in on everybody else's business. You know, and so people sometimes like, hey, you know, what do you think about these people's situation? I don't want to say what I think about their situation because I don't want to get involved in their business. In fact, I don't even, I don't want to know everybody's business. I am perfectly content. If you've got an issue, bring it to me, okay? If you need a, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you what I got from the Bible, but I don't need to know every little trip up, every sin, every little detail of your life. It would make my brain explode. I don't have that much room up there for that. And, you know, I'm not even, again, I'm not trying to be funny right now, but you don't have to get involved in every situation. You don't have to give an opinion on every little thing. If you would slow your mouth down, I'll bet a whole lot of the drama you experience would just magically disappear. Let's move on to point number two right now. That's all I've got. I mean, I could dig deeper on that. Amen. Was that good? Was, was that deep? Amen. All right. So don't be mean if you, you know, talking about being healthy. Number two, and this is my main thing today, don't be easily offended. Don't be easily offended. And if there's one thing that our current culture is good at, they're very good at being offended. I mean, anything you say is going to offend somebody. And, and so, well, you know, maybe even better reason to slow your mouth down a little bit. But we absolutely live in a day and age of absurd sensitivity. Absolute. And I often think about, man, 
what if World War II happened with this bunch of people? My gosh. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, again, dear Lord. And I mean, if you, hey, we're on the brink of nearly World War III right now. Any day now, it's like Russia's going to cross that border in Ukraine. Who knows what's going to happen after that? I'm not even trying to preach doom and gloom, but there's some stuff happening right now. And, and if, you, if we aren't tough enough to be able to not melt down when somebody has a different opinion than us, I mean, really, just because somebody has a different opinion on something, that doesn't mean you've got to cancel them and curse them out of your life and never... You know, and just, oh, you're out of my life. We, you know, no way, no way. I mean, I see people, you see family split ups over sports teams these days. I've seen this stuff. I'm, you know, I'm like, it's insane. And you think you're going to go to combat with the devil? <laughs> I'll tell you what, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And, I, and we're going to fight the good fight of faith. We're going to absolutely take the enemy and blah, 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 and storm the gates of heaven, brother. And I hear people talking like, man, you're going to storm the gates of heaven? You're not going to storm the gates of hell? You're not going to fight the devil? You can't even fight your own emotions. You can't even take it when somebody disagrees with you. And so one of the devil's great weapons is the weapon of offense. If he can get you to melt down and and blow up every time that somebody looks at you cross-eyed, Listen to me. Hey, you're done for. Don't think that you're going to be some, you know, spiritual hero and some, you know, mighty man of God. You better get this under control. Quit being so easily offended. It is destroying our nation. And even more than that, it's destroying families. That will absolutely shipwreck your family. And I heard someone say, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. It's like, whoever can get more offended is more right. You know, well, hey, I see that you're offended, but I'm triple offended from that, so obviously I'm right, and I win. (laughs) No. Get over this stuff, man. And so let me show you something here. In Psalm 119, verse 165, Psalm 119, verse 165. So does this mean that you just overlook every mean thing your spouse or children do? No. But you're going to have to let some things go and... A a key that I've learned in life, I guess, is this, is that the power of your choice is very powerful. (laughs) Uh, One of the most powerful forces in, in, in your life is your power to choose. And what do I mean by that? Well, you chose to go to church today. You did not have to be here unless somebody, you know, just you know, drug you in here. And yeah, I, I think I saw someone in the parking lot dragging their kids in, but that's that's you know, that that's a different thing. So you have this powerful thing called choice. And in my life, just to be flat out, I, I'm not one of those, you know, I tell Cletus all the time, yeah, he's, a, he's a referee and an umpire, and he referees every sport. And I'm like, how do you do that? I, I could not be a referee. I couldn't, because, you know, people are going to hurl insults at you. People are going to say mean things, and I'm not built for that. I'm, you know, I've got my own mom on the front row heckling me this morning, and it hurts. It hurts, okay? But, but seriously, I'm, I, I, I'm just, I, I don't, I, I'm working on it, but I, 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 I'm, I don't want to say thin-skinned, but I'm, I'm just not, I'm not one of those guys that wants to go out there and get in arguments all the time and, 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 and be Mr. Tough Guy. But check this out, Psalm 119, verse 165 in the King James. It says, great peace 
have they which love thy law? Well, what's thy, thy law? That's the word of God. It says great peace. And so if you love God's word and you make it a priority in your life, you're going to have peace in your life. Well, yeah, but I don't think that it's what the Bible says. It says if you love his word, you're going to have great peace. And so look at this last part here. And nothing shall offend them. Nothing shall offend them. Well, who's that talking about? People that love the word of God. People that make God's word a priority. They've got great peace, which yes, I want. And number two, nothing shall offend them. And so I found out in my life that, hey, I can be a little bit of a sensitive guy. All right, I'm just throwing that out there. And so I made this quality choice a while back. And you can believe me or not believe me, but praise God, it's worked in my life that I choose not to be offended. Somebody can do something mean or rude and, you know, hey, I'm going to choose. You know what? That was extremely offensive. But you know what? I'm going to choose to not be offended. Well, it doesn't work that way. It's Don't wake me up. <laughs> it's working great, brother, that I choose to just not be sensitive. I choose to not be offended. And I was, you know, and again, this isn't the most spiritual example, but I'm just, again, this is, I'm throwing this out there. It's a different kind of day today. But uh, I was watching this episode of Seinfeld several years ago. All right. Just follow me on this. And so there's this guy that wanted to raise him because when they were in elementary school, this dude, uh, he lost a race to Jerry Seinfeld. And so this guy finds him as an adult and he's like, I want to re-race you now that we're 35 and I'm going to prove that I'm actually faster than you. And, and, and they set up this big, and, and Simon was like, you know what? I choose not to race. I choose. I thought, you can't do that. Yes, I can. I, I simply choose not to run. And so the devil wants to come into your life and present something to you where, man, I could just hold on to this one for years and run with it. I choose not to be offended. I choose not to let this thing get to me. You can't do that. Yes, you can. I'm telling you right now, the power of your choice is more powerful than what you even know. Choose not to be offended at everything. You can do this. Do you want peace? I love having the peace of God in my life, and I'm choosing to not be sensitive. And uh, and so, you know, and you're like, well, it may be easy for you to say, it's not, man. I, I, I Listen, I grew up in a large family. I have a large family now. And we who knows that your family, they know how to push your buttons better than anybody else. Do you know that? Have you found that out? How many of you grew up in a large family? Yeah. I mean, did they know how to get to you? We grew up, thank God we grew up out in the woods because there's eight children in our family. Okay, some of my siblings are a lot older, but, you know, there's eight total kids. Check it out. One bathroom. All of my growing, I never lived in a home with two bathrooms until, you know, I was in my, you know, married man in my 20s. Never. And you think that uh, that it's easy to live like that? Thank God that we had woods, man. Thank God that we had, there was a way to, there's more than one way to handle this situation. But it was very offensive, man, some of the time. And, and, and some of the ways that our siblings could get to us. And even now, I'm just telling you, all joking aside, seriously, in your home, 
you need to make the quality choice. I'm just not going to let stuff get to me. And your kids can get to you, right? You get offended at your children. Get offended at your spouse. You can let, you, and every day, every day, you have golden opportunities to get upset, sensitive, offended, blow up, do massive damage to the foundation of your home. Every day, you're going to have opportunities to have a blow up with your family or to say, man, you know what? I'll never forget how she did that. I'll never, you know what? I'm just going to, I'll get her back. Oh, I'll get her. Don't you worry about that. I will get her back. Come on. And you want to live like that? You know how miserable of an existence that is? And I'm telling you, I repeat it, and I've said it a hundred times already in the last five minutes. Choose to not be offended. Well, that's hard. It's a lot easier when you read the Bible. When you make the Bible an absolute priority, it gets a whole lot easier to not be offended about anything and everything. I was thinking about... uh, Man, it was a few months ago, uh, right before Sunday morning church, my daughter comes up to me with a pair of uh, sandals, and she's like, hey, uh, this this strap snapped off. Can you fix it? I'm like, yeah, hey, dad's the super glue guy, yeah? And so she brings me her sandals. I super glue it together. Then I go to remove my hand, and I had super glued my fingers together like this. I'm 45 minutes out from preaching at church. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's your fault. You ripped the sandals. I can't believe this. Why would? And I'm all upset, but my hand is stuck together like this. And I've told this story before, but this is, I would like to say that this was a unique incident. This is the third time since being a dad that this has happened to me. And so <laughs> third time in the last few years that this has happened. But if you've ever, if you've never, anybody here ever super glued their hand together? Anyone? Out of a room this size, I was hoping for more hands, but okay, that's good. That's good. So, but it, it is, it's stinking scary when you're like, you're going to rip your fingers apart and you can see the skin peeling off. You're like, oh no, no. And so praise God for a godly wife. Can we hear it for godly wives?